Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Bruce, with you here for another episode of the podcast. Today, I am your host, and I have a guest on with me. We're going to do an interview with Bucky. He runs a family business, and he's doing some great stuff in Ohio. He has an old-school family restaurant that he runs with his grandparents who started it, and now his parents. He's opened up a slice shop. He's opening up another slice shop in another restaurant. He's doing a lot of different things, and it's great to see a family-run business that started way back in the day with the grandparents transition to the grandkids, and now Bucky and his siblings are kind of taking it and taking it to a whole nother level. It's a great interview. We talk all about expansion, franchising, how he got his franchise papers, how he figured all that out, why he opened a slice shop versus just the restaurant, how it is working with family. This podcast episode has it all. I really enjoy talking to Bucky. I think you're going to enjoy this podcast episode as well. Before we do get into that, I do have to say thanks to my friends over at the Fiero Group. FieroGroup.com is the website. They have all kinds of things over there when it comes to pizza ovens, dough management, workshops, resources, uh, commercial and residential, and they have a new dough stretcher that's called Opera Prima. It's an amazing piece of machinery. If you are having a hard time with your help and you are making hand-tossed pizzas and you want something to help you that's going to show up to work and never complain, go check out their website, FieroGroup.com. It's the dough stretching section. It's Opera Prima. It's an amazing piece of equipment. I've seen it work. I know people who use it that say, it, you know, it does what it says it's going to do. Everything else you need to, ovens, dough mixers, they have it all. FierroGroup.com is the website. Go tell them you heard about them from the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. And also, Smithfield Culinary. If you're looking for some margarita products to deliver that authentic Italian flavor for your pizza, you better go check out Smithfield Culinary's Margarita Pepperoni. It's actually the pepperoni that I use in my pizzeria when I was operating. It's consistent. It's high quality. Your customers will love it, and they'll notice the difference. They also provide a wide range of meats, including salami, capicola, prosciutto, mortadella, pancetta. And if you visit their website, smithfieldculinary.com, they have all kinds of recipes, videos to help you build a better pizzeria because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to provide a great product, but we also have to get the word out there. So we need experts' advice on what we should be doing to market our business, and they're going to help you out with that. SmithfieldCulinary.com forward slash margarita if you want to get in on the savings today and get some advice to help you run the perfect pizzeria for yourself. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. I really do appreciate it. Let me ask you a question. I'm not sure if you checked out last week's episode of the podcast, but my guest podcast host was Alex Coons from Hot Tongue Pizza. I am planning on having more guest podcast speakers just like that. If you want to get in on the action and you want to join me on a podcast episode, go to smartpizzamarketing.com. There's a button there that says, be a guest on the podcast. Tell me a little bit about your story. Tell me a little bit about your business. If you want to be a guest host, you first have to be a guest on the show. I need to talk to you and get that story out there and see if you would be a good guest host because we are looking for people who haven't done it before. Don't speak at the expos. Don't speak at conferences. They're just regular, hardworking pizza operators who want to share what's working for them. That's what I want to do, and that's who I want to promote on the podcast. So if that sounds like you, go over to our website. Let me know a little bit about your business and yourself, and we'll make a time to connect and maybe have you on the guest on the podcast. No businesses, though. I mean, not, not no businesses. No products. If you are, you know, there's a lot of PR agents out there who say, you know, I have a great guest speaker for your podcast. He owns this company that sells XYZ to people who own pizzerias. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for pizzeria owners. 
So if you have a product or service, don't sign up there. You can email me. We could talk about something on the side. But thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Let's get into it with Bucky. I think you're going to really like this one. All right, Bucky, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me here today. Awesome, Bruce. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, we've been messaging back and forth on Instagram. I've been following you. Uh, you do a good job over there. Tell us a little, or tell the people who are listening to the podcast, give us a little bit about your pizza history, your story, where you come from, what you're up to, where you do it. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, my name is Bucky Spaff. I'm a Cleveland, Ohio native, third generation pizza guy. And, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier on, I, I'm an avid listener to SPM. Uh, gets me through my days making dough, driving around in the car, um, doing so all the deliveries. Yeah, no, thank you. It's uh, it's like you know, I'm excited. I'm fanboying out a little bit here, but it's an honor to be on the podcast. So yeah, thanks. So a am lot. I. I. I am as well. Uh, <laughs> sweet. So yeah, I um, I work at my family's restaurant. It's called Geraci's Restaurant. We're located on the east side of Cleveland, and. My grandparents started the place in 1956. Wow. We are, I guess, we're kind of Cleveland famous, however famous that is. People really dig our food. And um, my parents are now the current owners. My brother and I are the third generation. We got a lot of other siblings with some pretty strong opinions, but my brother and I are the ones that are holding it down at the pizza shop. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it's pretty, we're, it's, I would say we're pretty typical family owned and operated restaurants. We're Italian. There's a lot of different emotions. Everybody tries their best to get along pretty well. And, you know, we, we try to have fun with what we do. It's, uh, we don't take it lightly because there is a lot of history with what we do. And it puts a little bit of pressure on us to keep things rolling the right way. But, Fortunately, that foundation was laid for us, and we just kind of got to show up to work every day with a good attitude and make people happy with pizza. That's great. When so you back in the fifties, your grandparents started it, huh? That's that's amazing. Yeah, my uh, there's a place here in Cleveland called the West Side Market. It's like our, I think in Philly, there's like a reading terminal or something. It's basically like our big marketplace in in uh, Cleveland. My grandmother worked a produce stand there, and my grandfather worked at the produce terminal, which brought all that stuff to all these different stands, and that's how they met. So uh, way back in the day, you know, my grandpa went off to war and and did the typical old school uh, guy thing, and and then when he got back, they they took a trip down to Columbus, Ohio saw I think kind of their first pizzeria at the time and on the ride back you pretty much told my grandma like that's what we're going to do you know we're not working for our families anymore we're going to start our own business and as I'm told uh they opened up Geraci's restaurant and almost had instant success they were the first people to do like a takeout and a dine-in operation because my mom tells me I guess it was one or the other at that time they stayed open really late and they they made a, an awesome business. I mean, we're on a lot of people's death row meals and things like that. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's great. Where in Ohio are you located? Cleveland. Um, okay. So right up on the lake. When and our stores are uh, we're we're on the east side of Cleveland. I guess most Clevelanders divide our city in half, east and west. So we're an east side of Cleveland business. 
There's a lot of pizza shops in Ohio. Ohio has a lot of pizza shops. That's for sure. Yeah, you've had a lot of, you know, really cool people like Mikey from Mikey's Late Night Slice down in yeah. Columbus has been on. Um, I forget the fella's name, but from the Wizard of Zah, I follow him. Yeah. And uh, the Zah Report, Miriam, she's she's like a Dayton and Cleveland native. So I told you I was listening to your podcast and she started talking about being from Ohio and I'm like, I wonder where she is. And the next day she posts an Instagram post with our pizza on it saying that no, like, sir, I'm really? back for Yeah, I was like so I messaged her right away and I was like, I was wondering where you were from. And then here you go, start talking about our restaurant, which is really cool and super flattering. So she's been in since then. But that's so, great. Like Ohio's got yeah, the, we got the Youngstown area, which kinda has their own style of pizza, but so many pizzerias in that little town i'm looking at your um, website then, right now and i'm like pulling up your facebook well, what kind of style of pizza do you guys have or do you even have a style i i don't i i don't really get into styles of pizza i just tell people we make really good pizza but i guess if we were being technical it's an american pan style pizza if we were going to the pizza expo and doing the competition that's probably what yeah. we'd be in it it's so like it's like not a thick crust Sicilian. pizza though like a I'm looking at your website right now. It's a little, it almost looks like a, a thinner crust pizza that the sauce and cheese kind of goes all the way to the edge of the crust, right? It, exactly. We oil up the bottom of the pan yeah. and it gets nice and crispy. So, yeah, well, I mean, we just make a Jurassic pizza. If I do anything different, people freak out. So we got to <laughs> stay the status quo. I think around here, I don't know if this is like a, a, a regional thing or all over, but like bar pizza is yep. that something that's like with you guys too like the 12 inch pizza around here it's really popular like it's called a bar pizza and it looks similar to your pizza but it's small it's only like a 10 inch or a 12 inch pizza i think so are you asking me what do we have in cleveland or what i guess yeah what's the question my question do we is have is, that style no yeah do you have like the, the bar pie style pizza in cleveland cleveland's got all kinds of crazy stuff i mean I think just with the way pizza business is now, and, and there's so much accessibility through Instagram or the yeah. PMQ magazines and stuff, people are trying to push the envelope. So we don't, I don't see too many bar pies. I guess maybe Donato's is, is Columbus based. So, and that's thin and crispy. What we see a lot is people doing the Detroit thing, pretty yeah. close to Detroit. Um, I certainly see kind of the, I think the normal Cleveland style pizza is almost like a Sicilian spongier. I call it p uh, football pizza. You know, it's got like that good chewiness to it. And then there's some really amazing pizza shops that have popped up in the last, uh, like 10 years, five, even five years that do almost like a straight on the deck, New York style pie. Yeah. Um, Il, Il Rione is killing it here in cleveland and then there's this new spot called sense that does really well and then you got your neapolitan guys so we we are the panned pizza people of cleveland and i don't know people like it a lot it's good i'll put i mean I, i'm not you, you, buy you've it, been doing but, it for a long time too so you have like a lot of history there you guys have been around forever yeah oh it's crazy i mean one every single day somebody comes in and tries to tell us about their first date there or how they worked with my grandpa and they make crazy stories up about him, you know, pulling guns out or whatever. It's, it's, <laughs> there's, a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of folklore with Gracie's for sure. Did you grow up working in the pizzeria? 
I tried my hardest not to work in the pizzeria, which is kind of funny because I'm the biggest <laughs> trailblazer for our business now. My mom's my mom's like, you need to slow down. What are you doing? My brother Pat, he's he loves just the original store, and then I'm out there every day looking at new spots, going to all these different. So, yeah, I worked in the restaurant because we all did, and it was That's good funny. money, and it's right in our community. But I did try pretty hard to. I caddied, I, I worked at sub shops, I did a lot of other things. And then when they needed me at the restaurant for a call off or something, I'd show up. And once college happened, I served tables as good money, consistent. Uh, I went away to school and kind of did like the regular, regular job thing afterwards. And then my parents took over the restaurant and asked if any of us wanted to get involved. And both my brother and I said, we'd jump on board. And my sister Maggie at the time was helping and she's just busy with other stuff. So she's, she kind of like stepped away and, uh, and that's where we're at right now. So what was it that made you not want to do it when you were younger? Like what changed? Was it just cause you had to do it? And it was like, maybe it's because I know of that part of being a part of family businesses. It's like, it's so much in your face all the time that you're like, I don't want to do that just because you're young and dumb and you usually you yeah. go against the opposite of what your parents want you to do. It was definitely the heavy on the young and dumb part there. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know why I, I it's probably because every single family gathering or every meal we had. Yeah it was always about the restaurant. We almost need to preface and we don't, I mean, we don't do this as much anymore, but at, we would preface the meal or, or the holiday gathering. Like, Hey, we're not going to talk at all about work. Let's just enjoy ourselves. Um, and you know, you had the stores, you know how it is talking yeah. with everybody. It's, it's, it can be very consuming. So I think I just wanted to go out there and, and try different things, but no matter what I did, like, I, so my main job as a kid, I was a caddy at the golf course and I'd always wear like a Geraci's hat and it always came back to, oh, why are you wearing a Geraci's hat? Oh, your grandson. Oh. And then it's like, I'm like, all right, it's game over here. Like, you know, I got a couple holes of chat material. So it's always been around Geraci's is a pillar here. That's great. So now you have a family kind of legacy business that you're trying to operate so there's got to be pros and cons to that as well because like you just already mentioned that people that come in have memories and they they don't want you to change anything but as you grow businesses and move into the future there's got to be things that you want to change and adapt and bring current i'm sure there's there's that balance that you have to you have to weigh right like changing things or keeping it exactly how everybody remembers definitely um uh, i think our my main goal and objective is to continue to carry on this legacy and, and remain consistent um, with what people know and love as, as our pizza and, and other Italian food items. But I'm also am trying to push the envelope or stay current with what's going on. And so really what's happening right now is like we started to create this new brand underneath Geraci's restaurant, which is the Geraci Slice Shop that you may have seen on, on yeah. like our other handle or whatever info I gave you. So I think that it almost is like this safety cushion where I can go and do a little bit of fun stuff with that environment and it doesn't directly relate back to the restaurant. I mean... Uh, it is crazy. We, people call us all the time. Who's making the pizza? Oh, and it's just like, 
it's a lot of pressure, right? You don't want to yeah. mess anything up. Uh, I think we do do a good job as a family being there, but we've got awesome management. We're, we're like zero to 60 in the last six years from where we used to be. We are cash only business always. So people would always make jokes about that. We wrote our shifts <laughs> on, on tickets, you know. Um, we were like the classic quintessential Italian family run, you know, what kind of mobsters are in there? All this BS. Is, uh, and then, then we get a point of sale system and my brother and I come in from our experience and we start talking about like, I'm like, mom, you know, you don't, you don't do a P&L. And she's like, I just look at the bank account. So here we are with multiple locations and we, and we got managers in place. Like the first time ever that we had somebody else lock up the doors was three years ago. Wow. And uh, so it's, it's really cool to see. And it's, I, we just try to balance the family involvement with relying on good team members that like have earned their stripes or, or have certain capabilities and skills that help us to keep moving forward. So it, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's crazy. That's right now. I mean, that's interesting. So does your, who, so do you have to ask your parents every time you want to change something? And is there like a pushback from them that they don't want to change? Or you're like, Hey, let me just try it out for a short period of time. And if it works great, if it doesn't, we can always take it away. Oh, um, there's the hierarchy as we try to, I try to run everything through my parents and, and but, you know, they're, they are also getting used to this new norm of, you know, me trying to, um, branch out a little bit and they, they pay enough attention. I mean, they're older in their seventies, but they work every day and, you know, we have our meetings. So I think. I'm pleased with how things are going. It is, it's difficult at times and you got that stress from being in a family run business. But I think overall we do a pretty good job of, of, you know, kind of navigating all the stresses and things that come from it. So uh, they trust me. Running a family run business can be good, but it's so hard because like you said, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas or birthdays or whatever it is that you sit down and, you have everybody who works at the restaurant hanging out. It's hard not to, even if you say beforehand, all right, we're not talking shop today. It's hard not to talk shop when there's like a lull in the conversation or something's happening in the restaurant to not bring it up is really difficult to do. Yeah, it's, uh, it is tough. Like we just had the Easter holiday and I called my dad every morning to check in and he, I'm, I said, I specifically want to just get this conversation over with because I, I knew I had this like order out hanging out there that I was going to do yesterday. <laughs> and I just let that door open a little bit. And then I'm hearing about, you know, the customer that called him on Saturday night. I'm just like, come on, man. So it's, it's all good. I couldn't be a happier, uh, happier guy for where we are. All, I feel like all my dreams are kind of coming true. Um, I, I certainly love pizza making, right? Like that's, that's our foundation. Um, but I, I like the customer service side of things. I think it's really important that we just kind of continue to do what my grandmother did. She was a sweetheart of a lady and uh, took really good care of her customers. And we do a lot of stuff like with the schools, the community. I like that side of things, but I also am a big, like big picture dreamer kind of, kind of guy so to see the the dominoes falling of what i envisioned when i decided to leave my career and join on board 
starting to happen before my eyes is really cool. And thankfully, my family is supportive of that. It hasn't always been easy, but it seems like things are going in the right direction for us currently. How many restaurants were in part of the original? I know you said you have three now, right? But how? So 62 years, one store. Yeah. That was that old school cash only one. I, I live like 10 houses from it. And then I think about 2018, so pre-pandemic, um, we opened up two, like one huge store, which we got our butts kicked opening that place, you know we didn't know what we were doing opening up another restaurant it was crazy um so that's when the cash only ended and and the pos and people were anticipating this grandiose thing that we just try to blank the four first four months out of our mind it was so nuts there uh and then we got this little <laughs> tiny shop so that was three and then last summer i opened up the first slice shop which is really cool we opened up inside like a food truck park you know if you're familiar with those they're popular yeah. in like warmer climates than where we live, but basically <laughs> yeah. food trucks pull up and, uh, you know, you can, we've got a, my friends have a big outdoor bar and then we're the brick and mortar inside kind of like a secret pizza shop almost. Oh, that's cool. Um, so that is, uh, four and we're opening up downtown Cleveland in about five weeks. So I'm starting to and feel the pressure the, right now. And the one that's opening up in downtown Cleveland, is that a restaurant just like the other Main it'll be se- it'll be the second slice shop and is that the direction you're going more now but like more you open up more slice shops i think i'm trying to reiterate 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 and figure out what's going to be the easiest um thing that fits in with where we are in the world now yeah i'm going to go out on a like go for those for a little while now they're just easier it's not full service it's counter service um it's a little bit more focused on like nightlife or like basically I would hope that we'll put them on college campuses, arena yeah. districts. It's fun. It, it, and it's way more different every day than the, than the restaurant is, you know, and like we already talked about it, I got to keep things the same there. So it's slice shop. We got big uh, giant Sicilian squares. We do, the grandmas, well, we got bigger pizzas. We could throw macaroni and cheese on a slice if we want it. It's just a little bit more fun and wild. We're trying to serve a bunch of drunk people. So <laughs> it gives you the chance to be a little bit more creative, right? And experiment with things like you said in the beginning. So that's cool. Yeah. I like the slice shop too. What? So is it just, just pizza? Is that all you serve there? And you just say, okay, we have these pizzas or these slices. Or what is it? Explain it to me. So we've got the case or the slice case, which we we never had that. Like Juracy's is a whole pie, small and large operation with a bunch of other like saute Italian classic dishes. So this, the slice shops are pizza by the slice in the case. Typically it's two squares, a couple of round pies. Um, we sell our meatball sub sandwich, cold Italian sub sandwich, um, pasta, salads some desserts you know we'll have fun with lemon ice or bomb pops or just it's like it's just supposed to be quick fast um give you that nostalgic feel of going back into a pizza shop back in time you know you talk a lot about it that pizza cognition theory and that is really was my inspiration for doing these things and and also just seeing if we can figure out how we could be successful with a little that's a little less labor intensive yeah, has it been working out? I know obviously you're opening the second one, so the first one must be going pretty well. 
Yeah. The, so the first one is almost a seasonal place, which was new. Um, just because the food trucks don't, they can't drive in the winter time. So we shut that place down in the winter. Yeah. Um, but summer was awesome. And it was so cool to see the, the younger demographic and, you know, just the guy, you know, it was different than what we have at our current restaurants. And yeah, it opened up the doors for downtown, which, uh, you know, I hope kind of puts our flag right in the mix of it all. We've got the Cavs, Guardians, and the Browns were are all downtown. So it's not like, Fo- you don't have to go out to Foxborough or anything like that. Right, right. So we're going to be right in the mix and we'll open our brand up to the west side more and the south side of Cleveland and, and you know, like kind of eye and maybe getting down to Ohio State where there's a lot of Clevelanders down there. So, yeah, it'll be cool. It's, That's uh, great. And I got some really awesome people involved down there. That's also our first franchise. So I'm navigating it all right now, Bruce. Wish me luck. What did you, where did you learn how to do all this? Like, are you, what, did you go to school for business or did you work at a business? Like, where'd you learn this stuff? Oh, I went to school to get out of school as fast as humanly possible. So <laughs> I, uh, I was a liberal arts and science major, but it was sociology. I feel like it's dealing with people and, um, I coached. Uh, I think that maybe helps, but, but I, where did I learn all this? I really, I just am learning as I go. I, I, I learned a lot from your podcast, if I'm being honest. Um, and, and then working in a family business, you kind of yeah. figure out the ropes of what it takes. It's, it's hard work, dedication. Um, and then, I think that like where we're at now, it's just being able to adapt or like I said, like constantly reiterating. Um, I, if I mess up, which I certainly mess up, I'm trying to fail forward. I always tell my parents so they don't wring my neck. Like I'm not <laughs> going to make this mistake again, I hope. Um, but, and I, I'm fortunate, you know, my folks are, they've got a great skill set and they've surrounded us with a lot of awesome resources. The people who I work alongside teach me. I mean, I just, I'm the kind of person that tries, tries to surround myself with smarter people than myself and, and let people do their thing. So. That's great. I mean, listen, it's hard to run a, a business, just one business, let alone trying to expand. And then not only trying to expand, but trying to expand in different arenas, right? You're trying to expand it to a slice shop, which you haven't done or, and then a franchise, which you haven't done the first time. So it's, uh, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. I, the, so the franchise part, that was something, um, that we as a family, I mean, not all of us, but like it was out there in the family that that's what we wanted to do. Right. My, my folks took over the restaurant, um, pretty quickly we said for 40 years or so people have been asking us to open in LA or New York or Florida. And I think those people are a little bit crazy, but it's flattering, (laughs) but we realized there was a really, there could be an opportunity to take this mom and pop business and scale it like a real, like a business. And, and so that's kind of where my entrepreneurial spirit came in and they let me, uh, kind of see it out so we got a awesome consultant out of atlanta uh, that helped us with all of our documents got all of our ducks in a row we were able to that was like a whole year-long process 
And then we hit the pandemic as we're doing that, so which slowed everything down. Right. And, and, and so now here we are, like fortunately with this franchisee that I have, it's one of our good friends. He's a proven operator in the Cleveland area. You know, we've been to each other's weddings and stuff. So there's mutual respect there. We're working as a team. It's just kind of more of like a different financial breakdown where they invested the money in Jeracy's and then, you know, it, it works out like the royalties and all that stuff. So yeah, that's we'll see how so that expo- goes. We got to see how you probably goes. get a lot of people who are snowbirds, right? Who live in Cleveland and then as they get For older, sure. they move down South or out West. Yeah. The, very uh, similar to comes. like to the, to the Boston, New England yeah. region. So definitely. Yeah. Um, would I like to open a pizza shop in Florida? Probably. Why not? Um, but <laughs> right? I, I, people think I'm crazy. I feel like I'm a little bit more calculated than they give me credit for. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, gonna, I'm taking it one day at a time and we got enough projects on our hands right now. And, yeah, and at the like end of the day, I don't want to, I don't want to let my family down. That's my biggest motivating factor is, um, you know, at the end of the day, are they proud of where the direction that we're going in? Who's the consultant out of Atlanta? Would you mind saying their name? Yeah, it's uh, Chris Connor. And How'd you Francis. find him? Is it a, hit, hit, a guy or girl? Yeah, well, it's a guy, but he, it's his company. Okay. Uh, franchise Marketing Systems. How did I find them? I found them. Somebody else was using them for a different concept here in Cleveland. And they recommended them, but we had actually already hooked up in, at the Pizza Expo. They had a okay. like a tent or something there. And they Great help you like, just navigate the paperwork and everything that you need in order to become or make a franchise agreement. Exactly. And, and then they have a lot of stuff that they could do afterwards, which we, I don't, didn't fit really where we were, you know, they want to yeah. like go and sell, sell, sell. And I'm trying to slow play and make sure we're selective with how we're doing this. So, right. so they got us ready. And then we use Chris for some more consulting work. That's kind of almost like an independent contractor. Um, if we had questions or needed addendums or things like that. But, you know, I mean, I'm not an expert by any means on this. I, I have a good grasp, but it's more just jump, jumping into the deep end and trying not to drown. <laughs> I think that's what we a lot of pizza restaurants do with a lot of things, right? Yeah. You When it comes to either marketing or especially franchising can be confusing. You got to just try it out. Like you said, you got to look for people who are doing it well, ask them questions. Where do they get help? Who are the experts that they follow or ask advice from? And then you reach out to those people. For sure. I never turn down a conversation. Yeah. When it comes to marketing too, what are you guys doing for marketing? Because you're an old school shop, so I'm sure your grandparents and your parents probably didn't do much. Oh, no. They didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. I bet maybe I've seen some cool stuff from way back in the day where we were in like a theater booklet or something, but <laughs> which I love this. My grandpa had this thing, pizza baked before your eyes. So I try, I'm trying to incorporate that somewhere in one of these new shops. But That was his uh, slogan? At least in this old magazine I saw from like the 50s, but I thought it was awesome. Um, and my grandma always said, a day without wine is a day without sunshine. So we throw that in there every now and then. <laughs> That's but, great. Uh, what do we do now? We're, we're on Instagram. I took your advice two years ago and locked down a TikTok account. How, but we have yet to really push the envelope on that. Um, Facebook for some of the old timers, but 
mainly just because it's easy to incorporate that with, you know, posting from Instagram onto right. Facebook. We've dabbled a little bit with um, geo fencing and that sort of realm. I, you know, same thing, trying everything, but with an understanding that now Instagram is kind of your, the doorway to seeing your restaurant or some social media way, whatever you want it to be. That's where people are going to check you out. So yeah, I, I make all the posts. Um, I let some of the staff members when I'm like on the line and they're too bored, I say, you know, Olivia, crank us out a reel, have some fun with it. And people I trust and, you know, but it's, uh, we're at the point right now, I'm interviewing some people trying to get them to come on board and work as a 1099 to actually do that and bring our vision to place. Cause you always say it's consistency. Yep. Um, I'm sure there's better photo quality with the slice shop that I have some more liberties with what we do there, but I don't have to go through the, uh, all power of my mom and dad. So we have a pretty good ad spend put together for there. And we're bringing on two really awesome social media gurus, as I call them. So they'll be bringing that vision to life. Um, you know, photo shoot Thursday, we kind of have a certain vibe that we're, we're putting out there, but those are the main ways that we mark. And then I, old school like i try to hit all the schools now yeah that's good so it, still good marketing it's the best way somebody was talking about it two years ago when i was at pizza expo and, and my dad and i were nodding our heads because uh, we don't we haven't had to do all that stuff you know we sometimes we just almost rest on our laurels which is still hard because you're showing up every day and you're doing it but if you can get those kids um you know the families to see you supporting their children it's almost like locking in a lifetime customer so definitely every dance um we're right next to the grade school i went to so we get hit up with a lot of stuff going on there i'm working on like the first ever school meals where we'll do pizza friday or something like that yeah and uh we got a great name so i'm just trying to leverage that and work that out and bring bring some material to people where they're like oh you you guys actually know like you've got a material with our logo on it and are trying to pitch to us so it's been fun that's interesting i think your slice shop sounds perfect for tiktok because it seems like the demo that you're going for with late nights and college campuses seems like the perfect demo for your slice shop i don't know if the people who go to your restaurant that's been around forever would be on TikTok, but that's what Facebook no. and Instagram is for, right? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. We'll get those old timers on Facebook. No problem. Yeah. But so right now we have, you brought up a good point. I, I have influencers coming through to do, to work their magic. So it was slow winter time. We're slow for the first four months. So I got like the most awesome influencers are here in cleveland that came through uh tomorrow will be our last one so we'll have like four different influencers that have come through and they usually do their magic on instagram and tiktok um but man how'd I you find them huge impact just searching instagram uh, they came to the slice shop this past summer because that was a really unique marriage between the yard which is my buddy's bar that i mentioned it's like an outdoor yeah. food truck park and us and that's how we got our our kind of relations. Well, some of them just, you know, you message, I'll message them. They yeah. either messaged me or we messaged them 
and it pretty much goes like this. Hey, uh, you, you want to come out, have a meal at the restaurant, do, do what you do? Sure, I would love to. Here's my calendar. You hop in the calendar. It's, it's pretty easy. Um, I would definitely recommend that right now because they, they have no, no fear. You know, they're there like standing on top of chairs, videotaping. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little awkward, doesn't it? They're doing everything that I would never be caught dead doing. Yeah. Um, and they, and then they just put it out there. I mean, the one we had, we got a thousand followers and, and almost, five days from her wow which one was that crave clee c-l-e crave c-l-e they're crushing it and they, wow, and all a- these all of them are like marketing um that's their job most of them and then this is their little side hustle but i mean they get out there they eat at a different restaurant or a different museum some lifestyle stuff that's happening in our city every day and every city's got them so you might as well leverage them and that's what people want to see they don't want to see my ugly face they want to see uh (laughs) these 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 people doing their thing i i think you know they want to see your product and what you do but though you're right the influencers do have a you know their finger on the pulse of what's working on these platforms and what kind of content people want to see and then they know how to create it i remember i was out with one time uh with an influencer and um we were having pizza and all of a sudden they whip out this huge led light and shining it over the table i'm like what the hell are you doing we're like we're eating dinner like you're just pulling this giant light out shining it on our pizza as we're eating here it was it made me a little uncomfortable but you're right they got no shame <laughs> yeah the, they got that thing like stuffed in their pocket or something yeah i was like where did you where did you carry that thing i got this little ditty here but i don't think it's i don't think it's making me look any better but yeah i mean they are prepared and they know what they're doing. Like I yeah. said earlier, you got to lean on the people that know what you're doing. What I should be doing is being really nice it. to people, making good food, and you know, running the restaurants. I there's too many things that go into to where we are now with like four or five, six ish stores. There's just too much going on. You got to rely on other people. And, you're a facilitator now, more more yeah, than uh, you know, the marketing person or the pizza maker. You're a facilitator. You facilitate all of that. And I like that role, and I think it's cool that we still like. I still make pizzas two nights, two full days a week. Open to close Wednesday, um, Friday night. I do the deliveries to the store, so I deliver. We make the bread every morning. I deliver the bread, deliver the sauce. Um, my brother is a beast. Like he he works every single day at the original store, which is our baby. I mean, that's where anybody asks, what's your favorite store? It's the original one. That's where we got all the memories. Walking to school, after school there. He's there every day, you know. So the new pizza makers come on. He's the one making the pizzas. He is the best pizza man. Um, You know, we he crushes it. I like, I'll go in there and roll dough with him, and he's just blowing by me. Um, And then my (laughs) parents, they're, they're old school. I couldn't. They went to Florida for a couple weeks, first time, longest trip past a week this winter, and they were ready to come home at like day six. They work seven days a week. So it's a good balance. Um, Facilitating is fun, but I still love getting in there, and it's good for the customers to see you being in there. I think that gives them a sense of comfort. Especially Um, since you guys are all family, right? It's not like somebody else taking over. You're still in the family. Yeah, and so now, Bruce, like where we're at, it'll be, I say, like, I, I try to be intentional with what we're doing 
and how we balance that. I, I, I say it's the magic sauce, you know, like with this downtown place, how are we going to be incorporated down there? Um, fortunately for them, they're, they, you know, they want my opinion and they're almost saying like, you got to be the face of the, of the franchise. You know, it's your family's business. We want you to be the, like whatever the Prince of pizza or whatever they're saying. on. And so it's it's just learning like every day brings new challenges i like to try and push the envelope and and i go into it with an expectation that hopefully i'm learning something new here and it might not go the way that i think it's going to go but um you know deal with it when it happens and this growth thing we're doing here has certainly been a challenge that's what makes it fun, right? If it's the same thing every day, it gets a little bit complacent, like a groundhog oh. day on me. So you got to always be improving and growing. I would never, I could never work. I don't know what I'd do if I had to work for a corporate job or something. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> sit in the same place. Like I sit at a desk a lot doing the podcast, but I get to talk to interesting people. So it's a little bit different every day. I don't know if I could just plug numbers away on the keyboard every day. I don't know. I don't think I could do that either. Yeah, and I and also, I, it's important for me to have some sort of autonomy or, or a say in what we do. You know, yeah, like I do not like to get stifled. Um, so, it's fun, and you it, you hit the nail on the head. I like what I do. It's uh, it's really rewarding what 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 I do every day. And it, they may not all be perfect, but I give it about eighty eighty five percent of them are good. So that's great. I love it. Where can people go say hello to you if they want to reach out to you on social media? I'm sure people are going to have some questions or going to want to come visit you or say follow you on Instagram or uh, your website. Give those out. Yeah, I, uh, I'll preface. I'm not a, a master by any means, but if anybody wants to reach out, I'm happy to chat, um, give, give my horror stories and, you know, and hopefully <laughs> be of some help. Um, best way to get in touch with me is on the Juracy's handles, not necessarily my personal one. So uh, Instagram's at Juracy's restaurants or at Juracy's slice shop. Uh, my personal is at the Prince of pizza, but again, I'm barely on there. You can go on our website. It's got the info emails. So that would be Juracy's restaurant.com or Juracy's slice shop.com. And then if you're in Cleveland, you ever want to come by, you know, I love it. I'd like, I like getting together, um, having people come to the Don table after hours and sitting, you know, and chop it up a little bit. So I'm happy. <laughs> Do you have a Don table? Yeah, we, we're starting to create the Don table, table number one, the one up front that, you know, my grandparents would always sit at. So now my buddies come by late night or, or the, the special guests that I say the finest table and, and they get table one there, but it's always that when I'm cleaning up after hours, people will come by and just kind of hang out. It's good. <laughs> That's fantastic. We'll yeah. link up all that in the show notes as well. Uh, you know, the, your site shop, uh, the original restaurants, the website, cool. Instagram, all that stuff uh, over at smartpizzamarketing.com. Bucky, don't go anywhere yet, but thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It was very much a pleasure to have you on as a guest. Thank you. Hey, I really, I can't thank you enough. This is a, awesome time and kind of a dream come true really appreciate what you're doing for our industry and uh i loved it appreciate it thank you thanks bucky for joining me on the podcast i hope you enjoyed the show not bucky you listening to the show i hope you enjoyed it i know bucky did because we talked after the podcast and him and i both enjoyed that conversation we had and we shared with you i hope you did too if you could do me a huge favor leave me a review 
on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It would mean the world to me. It would be very much appreciated. And if you don't know how to leave a review, do me a favor. Screenshot that you're listening to the podcast. Tag me on Instagram. I'm at Smart Pizza Marketing. Let me know which episode you're listening to, who the guest is, and, you know, share it on your Instagram story, and I'll share it on mine as well. Tag me, though, because if you don't, I won't see it. And if you have some questions or you missed anything that we talked about, you can go to smartpizzamarketing.com. That's where we take all the show notes for you. We also have a ton of information over there. Blog posts, tutorials, videos, everything that you need that we kind of talk about on these podcast episodes, Instagram, email, text messaging, YouTube, videos, all that stuff. We have so much information for free over at smartpizzamarketing.com. Do me a favor. Please go visit, bookmark it, share it with your pizza friends. It would mean the world to me. Thank you so much for tuning into the show, and uh, we'll see you right back here next week.